Class is in session. Your most unconventional class. She talks all things, all subjects. It's the interdisciplinary podcast, hosted by your favorite doctor. This is what's the say with Doctor Kimbray. Greetings, kings, queens, and everything in between. This is the interdisciplinary podcast where we talk all things. Welcome to What's the Say with Dr. Kim Ray. I am your host, Dr. Kim Ray. <laughs> this is season two, episode four, and we're going to be talking about disabilities in the workplace and disabilities within communities of color. So let me just say this. One in five people in the United States of America have and live with a disability. So that means that you and I both know somebody that has a disability. That's why this conversation that I'm going to be having today with my special guests is so very, very important. And so I don't like being tardy for the party. Y'all know I just, I actually like being on time to the party. So I'm a little bit behind. I'm a little bit tardy for this party today that we're going to be talking about. So we're going to have to rewind just a little bit, just a little bit. Let me take you back to October. October is Disability Awareness Month every year. So I'm a little bit behind on this season's take on talking about disability awareness. I not only want to shout out those individuals and subscribers that live with disabilities, but also those individuals that work and serve those individuals that have and live with disabilities on a day-to-day. So shout out to all of you. That's a big, big effort that you undertake on a day-to-day. And we at the What's to Say with Dr. Kim Ray podcast, we just admire you. So I want to really talk about this today because this is so important and I feel like we don't talk about it enough. And so I brought on a very special guest with me to do that with us today. So before we circle back though, if you like what we're doing, please hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell for your weekly reminders and notification. And we just appreciate your continued support and let us know in the comments below guys, if there's anything else that we can do to make this show better for you, please share with everyone. Alrighty, now it's time to bring on my special guest. Please welcome Dr. Quentin Boston. Hello, Dr. Boston. In my Wendy Williams voice, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good? That's it? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Feeling good. Feeling great. doing too much over here at this show for you (laughs) just to be doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. No complaints (laughs) over here. That's good. That's good. Well, let me brag. Let me brag on you for just a minute, Doc. Okay. You know, Dr. Quentin Boston is currently associate professor in the counseling department at the University of the District of Columbia. That's in D.C., obviously. And that's an HBCU as well, right, Doc? That is correct. Yes. And so you also received your Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and your Master's of Arts in Vocational Rehabilitation and Mental Health Counseling from the University of South Florida, right? That is correct. Go Bulls. You know, and I'm sorry you didn't go to the real... University of Central Florida. We everyone gets our schools mixed up all the time. You know, they're like, oh, when I say I I went to UCF, they're like, oh, the school in Tampa, and I'm like, no, in Orlando. (laughs) But we have the war on I four. That's it. We 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 play each other every year in in football, and uh, so that's pretty cool. You know, I have I have a Florida guy on, on the call with us today. So, PhD though, he has his PhD in rehabilitation from Southern Illinois University 
Carbondale. I want to share some highlights, though, Doc, that you also do or have done over the years in your career. Dr. Quentin Boston also has a consulting firm, and that is the Boston Vocational Consulting Firm. So, Dr. Boston, can you share with my subscribers a little bit about what you do over at the Boston Vocational Consulting LLC? Okay, so over at BVC, we do a number of things. Oh, uh, BVC, I like BVC, that. yeah, we do a, <laughs> we do a, uh, we do a number of things. One is we provide third-party expert testimony work to the Social Security Administration in administrative law hearing, disability hearings for somebody who's trying to secure disability. In addition, we do vocational evaluations, vocational assessments, and we also do training. So for mm. students who or taking the NCE, which is the counseling exam, or taking the CRC, which is the exam for rehab counseling students. We also do trainings for those students. So um, those are some of the areas and some of the stuff that we do over at BBC. Nice. That is big. You know, and that's why I really wanted to, I wanted to step every episode, I try to step out of the box and try to get some real knowledge that we're not getting and obtaining from other places. And so that's why this podcast is supposed to be valuable to my subscribers. And so I wanted to find someone that could bring it on this subject matter. And I knew that you were going to be the one. You know what? I, I, have, I have to add to my relationship with this young man. Dr. Boston it was a mentor, is kind of considered still a mentor of mine, but also Dr. Boston was on my dissertation committee, right? Yeah, I, I, I didn't correct. know if we were going to talk about that, but I actually feel compelled to share that. We go way back. We go way back. We do. We do. <laughs> so good. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm so happy to have you and I hope my subscribers learn something from you. And I think we will because is every I mean, we just talked about how one in five people before I brought you on have disabilities. And yeah. so it's just so important that we become more mindful and, and aware of how big this is or how much it surrounds us. And, you know, so I'm, I'm happy to have you here. But so I want to get right into that. <laughs> what are disabilities? Um, how, how are you able to detect? Are you able to detect without knowing if someone around you has a disability? What does it look like? What do disabilities or having a disability look like? Well, there's a couple of factors. One, you have your hidden disabilities and then you have your physical uh, disabilities, cognitive disabilities. But mm-hmm. when you, for example, when you think about your 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 hidden disabilities, you you can take okay. somebody doc that has a chronic chronic back pain. You're not going to see that. Um, you can see that person walking. You mm-hmm. can see that person in a store. You can see that person get out of a car, yeah. um, and and they are laboring in okay. serious pain. Yeah. Um, whereas on the opposite, I can vouch for that. I have they, they, there you go. And then on the opposite side, you'll see an individual with a physical uh, disability, let's say, for example, and they are in a wheelchair or okay. a power chair, or they walk with a cane uh-huh. um, or a walking stick. That is an example of your, your physical that you can see. Okay. And you're hidden, which is, again, your chronic back pain or individuals with internal um, issues that yeah. have risen to the level to where, you know, you can't see them. But these these individuals or these persons with disabilities are they are they are suffering in a, yeah. to, in a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. So when you when we think about disability, mm-hmm. the big thing is, like I tell my students, it's very hard 
to know every situation is different mm -hmm. um, and individuals mm -hmm. will look different. They will deal with it different. They will process yeah. it different. Um, mm -hmm. But you, you have your hidden disabilities and you have your physical disabilities. So it's going to break down into one of those, one or two of those areas, hidden or physical. Okay. That's good to know. So then it's sometimes easy to see and sometimes it's not. So, right. Yeah. That, well, then let's continue because there might be some other things that could, could help us be more valuable to that community of people. So, you know, I want to ask you this then, Doc, because I'm in HR. HR is my world of expertise. So when I think about this subject, I immediately think of it from an HR human resource perspective. Okay. And so I'm looking at the workplace now. When right. you have disabilities in the workplace, you know, one in nine working adults have a disability in the workplace. And so right. we, when we think about from an HR management standpoint, we have to think about the law and protecting those individuals from lawsuits and right. from even being in a hostile work environment for them, you know, because they could be harassed in the right. workplace. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like when you work in it. Firstly, you know, the hiring process. How is that? Um, let's, let's have you take that from, you know, the workplace and talking about disabilities today. What are some things that we need to be mindful of and that we need to be aware of? Well, we can start with the stigma. And I think that's the big issue that, that happens in a lot of instances. Because unfortunately, within society, the way we view disability at times is not accurate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, individuals with disabilities are not hostile individuals. Mm -hmm. Individuals with disabilities want to live the same type of life that That's anyone right. wants to live. So when you think about it, getting into the workplace, one of the things that we talk about, and I even talk about this with my students, is the stigma aspect. Getting over the fear of actually working with someone mm -hmm. in the workplace that has a disability. Because yeah. remember, with what we just talked about, some disabilities are hidden. So you may not know that you're working next to someone and they have a severe internal issue and they just have not, it has not risen to the point to where you know, HR may know. And again, yeah. that's if the person decides to disclose and right. share, they don't have to um, right. do that. But I, the main thing in the workplace is, is it's not the person with the disability in the workplace, it's mm -hmm. the other individuals mm. in the workplace and how they treat the yeah. person with the disability in the workplace. And will they, will they, want to work with the person? Will they give the person a fair shot in the workplace? Will they promote the person in the workplace? Mm -hmm. And so you, you start getting to that physical aspect. And again, the stigma, the look, depending on what the disability is. Yeah. But what we know, Doc, is a lot of the issues too in the workplace is fear of the person getting hurt in the workplace if they yes. have a disability. Yes. But if you actually look at it, the majority of the workman's comp claims are mm -hmm. individuals who do not have disabilities. Right. <laughs> they get hurt at work or they mm -hmm. get, you know, they have some type of injury um, mm -hmm. either at work or, or on their way to work or, or mm -hmm. something like that. But it's really not the person with the disability in the workplace that's actually causing the problems. Mm. So that is one of the things that as a professor mm -hmm. that I talk to my students about because they're going to be the ones going out in the field working 
with individuals trying to get them jobs and helping yeah. them secure positions, right. but also doing counseling and working with families, working with possibly a supervisor or doing some work with a um, lead worker or, yeah. or, or CEO. Um, so when you think about disability in the workplace, we can't just look at it from the standpoint of, oh, this is a person with a disability. They're here. They're dangerous. It's going to be an issue hiring them. Yeah. That's really not the case. The, the mm-hmm. case is those individuals want to be productive yeah. just like anyone else. Yeah. They want to be in society. A normal life. Just like a, a normal life, mm-hmm. just like anyone else. So that this overcoming the stigma yeah. is really the big barrier that we try to help um, individuals look at even in hiring practices mm-hmm. and in and supervisors working with persons with disabilities in the workplace. Yeah, the stigma is the thing that we are all worried about. But you know, this conversation that we're having today, and what you choose to do after you get this information from us, you know, with the advocating piece that we'll be talking about a little bit later in this conversation, that is how we can defy those stigma odds and we can ultimately overcome them as a nation, as a society rather. But you know what though, what's funny is as long as we aren't overcoming them, we're doing what could potentially get us in bigger trouble, you know, which are these lawsuits for discriminating against these individuals. Right. That's kind of interesting how it's like one side of it you're you're fighting what could save you. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, is that kind of like vocational when you started talking about the services that yes. are provided? So let's talk about the vocational side of rehabilitation for disabled individuals. Okay, so really, and it's interesting, vocational rehabilitation is a public program. It's in every state, all 50 states. Okay. The It's really a program that helps persons with disabilities secure employment. And oh. so the legislation, I don't want to go too far, but back in the early 1900s, um, okay. you had, you remember you had your World War One. So what ended up happening is individuals were coming back mm-hmm. and they were injured, but mm-hmm. they still wanted to work. So the Social Security Act of 1935 essentially made vocational rehabilitation a permanent program in the country. So they're located uh, all throughout the states. And for example, in the state of Florida, there's one in Hillsborough County. Unless you know about disability or or in the disability community, you have no idea that this program is there. So essentially the program is there to help individuals if Mm -hmm. they have a documented disability, one, if the disability is an impediment to their ability to work, Mm -hmm. that's number two criteria, the person has to benefit from the services of vocational rehab, getting the services, and the person has to want to work. Mm -hmm. So that is, in a Mm -hmm. nutshell, the criteria for an individual going to their local vocational rehabilitation agency. And like I said, these agencies are in all 50 states. And so what ends up happening is a lot of individuals don't know that these agencies are there. So in some instances, they may be called vocational rehabilitation. Okay. But in another instance, the office may be in the Department of Health and Human Services in that particular state. So the names are a little bit different, but the services do not change. Wow. Okay. You know, so that could be pretty confusing to individuals like me who know nothing about 
this stuff past the HR piece of it. Because if if you're talking about from state to state, it's named different. It's in different cities. Because when you were saying Florida, the first thing I thought was, oh, Tallahassee, the capital. It's got to be there. But it's not. It's in Hillsborough County and other counties, you know. Yes. I hope that that doesn't cause more confusion and people not able to receive these services and and access them. But that becomes, it's just having the awareness to know that there is an agency there within those cities that can help a person with a disability get services to look for employment. Okay. All right. Well, good, Doc. So, Dr. Boston, can you share with us then a little bit about some ADA, some Americans with Disabilities Act information? Okay. okay. I don't want to be the one that's talking too much HR stuff, but I want you to talk from it from your lens okay. a little bit. Well, so we you look at we look at the ADA, uh, which is which was passed in 1990. American with Disabilities mm-hmm. Act it was actually the first President Bush. He passed it. The American with Disabilities Act it breaks down into five different titles. So you mm-hmm. have Title One, which looks at non-discrimination, employment, persons with disabilities. Title Two deals with state, local offices, transportation. Okay. Title Three deals with hotels and having access mm-hmm. public building stuff mm-hmm. like that. Title four doc deals with telecommunications, mm-hmm. the TTY. You see it with the phones and the yeah. talking. Yeah. And then title five deals with just miscellaneous things that falls outside of titles one through four. Okay. But why the ADA is such a strong piece of legislation mm-hmm. because it focuses specifically on helping advance Mm -hmm. the lifestyle, the individual or the person with a disability functioning in society, making sure there's no discrimination against that person trying to get a job or staying on a job in the workplace. We see it again with the buses. The buses now have the hydraulic mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, up, up here, you know, public transportation is a very big deal yeah. here within the DMV. So we, you can see that stuff at work, the curb cutouts, things of that nature. So yeah. when you look at all of that stuff, you look at the Americans with Disabilities Act, a lot of this stuff came out of the legislation. A lot of businesses can get what we call tax credits yes. um, for hiring um, yeah. persons. Now, again, whether whether the the corporation decides to do it is another story. Okay. Um, but there are there are tax benefits and there are credits, uh, tax credits for hiring and employing uh, persons with disabilities. Great. So I want to segue into the hot topics that that are coming up you know, in the news almost every day right now, you know, we're talking about Black Lives Matter, social justice and injustices, and and even uh, gender situations and things. So there's a lot of inequities still taking place. As we talk about these groups, how do we how do we talk about that one in four blacks have disabilities? When I look at that statistic, I think about how that one statistic leads to so many other statistics. Yes. You know, how, how does that impact poverty? How does yes. that impact education? How does that impact, you know, demographic or jurisdiction of, of where that those communities live or sometimes are forced to live based on economics? You know, so I want to talk a little bit about this stat and just people of color in general and how we need to be aware of this whole community within a community. Well, 
Doc, the last word that you said, awareness. When I entered this field, I was like a lot of individuals. Just, okay, you see a person with a disability, okay, you keep it moving. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have these conversations. So-and-so son or whatever was born with a disability. Okay, you know, that that's just, you know, he's just, you know, but as you talk about it, you use that word awareness. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about one in four, mm-hmm. that alone your point is is very important how it impacts mm-hmm. other aspects of a person's life mm-hmm. we just talked about vocational rehab a yeah. service that's available the majority and i know this again by teaching and researching and, mm-hmm. and interviewing yeah. and talking to persons specifically black individuals that they have no idea we have no idea no. that this stuff no. even exists or we're not willing to come to grips right. with the fact that my son or daughter has a disability. Right. My nephew has a disability. My mother has a disability. Mm-hmm. And my mother needs help. Yeah. But I don't want to go and mm-hmm. say anything mm-hmm. because that's not what we're supposed to do. Nope. And so that has become one of our biggest problems. Mm. And then the mistrust for a long time, and which it still goes on to this day, That's persons right. of color not trusting That's medical right. professionals. We, we see this. Absolutely. And remember, disability is, again, a, a, it's a medical issue yeah. on top of a social cognitive, but it is. And yeah. so having the awareness to know what resources are out here, having an understanding that the stigma does not equal a death sentence, Mm. having an understanding that Mm -hmm. there are individuals out here, myself, Mm -hmm. other individuals Mm -hmm. who have backgrounds in this Mm -hmm. that can point people in the right direction as far as what, what can be put in place to help. Um, And then you have the other aspect of, which is a totally different topic, but Uh the birth injury issues that happen at birth and individuals come out, they have disabilities. There's been no recourse at all because it's okay. Well, my, my son or daughter came out and they had a disability and we'll work through the process. But really the process was some recourse for you to, for you to put you in a better situation to have resources to help live a better life moving forward, the best life that you could live moving forward. So one of the things that we have to do as persons of color is make sure we're willing Mm -hmm. to have this this tough conversation, that willing to admit that it's okay that a person that you know or a family member has a disability. It's not a death sentence. And I keep saying that because this is what my field is all about. It's about enhancing the life of a person with a disability. Mm -hmm. So when we Mm -hmm. look at this, all of this stuff that's disproportionate for persons of color, one of the ways that you fight that is having knowledge and Mm. knowing and an understanding of where to go to get help. And I think this podcast and what we're talking about Mm -hmm. today, some of the stuff that's in place, these are some of the areas where we can start the dialogue and start the conversation and feel comfortable having the conversation Mm -hmm. about it. Absolutely. I think it, like you just said, doc, I think if, if we just could wrap our mind around these numbers, these alarming yep. numbers that say that 
somebody in our circle of four people yes. or five people yes. has a disability. Yes. That's, that means we're all we're all here. We're all here yes. together. They're, they're, yes. We're not, it's okay. It's all good. You know, I think if we could just really tap that into our minds or that if we could reach those individuals that don't know and that once we can tell them that information through this podcast and other conversations, I think that we can slowly move into that awareness box of growth and we won't be so attached to this stigma, you know, right. and so I, I'm, I'm really happy to be talking to you about this. I think that this is what I, I am passionate about doing, shedding knowledge and spreading good information to individuals. So I just thank you so, so much. But I, that brings me to my last topic with you today before I let you go. Because I'm so passionate and people like me, you know, there are others that are passionate about social injustices and and you know they have great pride in advocating for communities of color just people in general you know just just having an equitable society having access that the next person has you know not depending on where you live or how much money you or your parents have and so i want to ask you people like me want to know because even I've learned a lot just from this conversation. I want to know what I could do, how I can get more involved, or even if it's not, you know, me volunteering somewhere, maybe right. it's something in my day to day that I could do differently. What are some of the things that we can share with my subscribers today on how we can be more of an advocate or we can spread the good news and the knowledge and information that, that you're talking about today? Well, what a, a very good point. Uh, very good. Good. I'm glad to be here. So very, very good. I like talking about this Thank kind you. of stuff. But one of the first things is, again, is awareness, is having an understanding that persons with disabilities are all around us. And persons with disabilities are operating every day and they're going about their business just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so those individuals should be treated with the same respect as everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, so when we look at advocating, you talked about some of the things, one of the big ones for us specifically is actually Goodwill, the organization oh. Goodwill. They, they do a lot for persons with disabilities. They, a lot of times, Doc, even in the stores, the individuals that are working in the stores are working in the back. Those individuals either have disabilities or the monies go to organizations that work with persons with disabilities. So Goodwill is one. The Job Accommodation Network, JAN, J-A-N, that's a website you can go to, you can take a look at. It has all different types of accommodations okay. um, that, that individuals and that you can look at, uh, that even that you can use within the workplace. The National Disability Rights Network, that's another one. That, that you can take a look at. You can Google, okay. you can look at online. A lot of good information there. The ARC, A-R-C, that's another organization, intellectual disabilities that you can look at. Industries of the blind, mm -hmm. um, those are in a lot of states. Industries of the deaf and hard of hearing, okay. um, those are in a, a lot of states. So those are places and those are organizations that you can take a look at and that you can take an active role in yeah. Um, and even if, let's just say, like you said, you can't donate money, but you may be able to donate time. You know, a lot of these organizations have boards um, yeah. that they need individuals to serve on. So a lot okay. of agencies, a lot of mayors, they have mm -hmm. what they call the Mayor's Alliance for Persons mm -hmm. with Disabilities. When I was in Tampa, I did some work with that. Okay. Um, so those are some organizations, local, grassroots yeah. stuff. 
that individuals can get involved in. But the main thing is respecting Mm. the person just like Mm -hmm. anybody else. And another just easy one. Don't park in the space. Wow. Uh, You know, but, you know, it's a shame I have to say that the parking spaces for either disabled or handicapped. Don't park in those spaces if right. you don't meet the requirements. Right. You know, those are just some organizations um, that we can and that individuals can take a look at. And if they feel like they want to get active or get involved and stuff and also to press your local congressman. Yeah. Press the representatives, you know, yeah. look at look at them. If individuals run for office all times a year. You know, all time, all seasons. Mm -hmm. And so making sure to hold that politician accountable when it comes to those issues that are significant to persons with disabilities. That's good. That's good, Boston. I love that. I don't know if I even can ask you this next question, because I think you share with us a lot in this last uh, where we can go. But I I just want to ask, because I ask every single guest before I let you go, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you want to share with us or shout out anybody or any organization before you go? Well, I think the main thing is if you're watching the video, you do subscribe. As Doc said, do subscribe. But if you know a family member who has a disability, but you don't know where to go, you don't know where to start looking Mm -hmm. for looking at services take a look at vocational rehab because okay. as a citizen, so a simple Google, a simple Google as mm-hmm. a citizen in that state of, or any state you live in, your taxpayer dollars is paying for this. So yeah. if you're not using it or you know someone who's not using it, spread that word. So That's that good. would be the big thing for individuals who are watching this and you know someone who has a disability get on the phone and hit that vocational rehab office up and see what they can do as far as helping that person. I like it. I like it, Doc. Thank you so much, Dr. Boston. This is Dr. Quentin Boston with us today. And he's not only a associate professor, okay? We're not just talking about an adjunct. He's an associate professor in counseling department at the University of the District of Columbia, but he also owns his own vocational consulting firm, Boston Vocational Consulting, LLC, BVC, as he told me today. So (laughs) check him out. Be sure to Google him. Look him up. Thank you so much. Take care now. We hope to talk to you real soon. You too. You too. Take it easy. Thank you. Thank you.